Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. Now, today's reading is a couple of verses from Proverbs chapter 10, and then another one from 12. It says this, The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous know what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now, as we're continuing on in this conversation about words, we see from Keller's writing today that as he has kind of taken apart these couple of proverbs, we're talking about craftsmanship. Now, do you have anything in your life that has been handmade by a craftsman, perhaps a piece of furniture, jewelry, clothing, something like that? Um, I admittedly am a watch guy. I don't talk about this very often because I think, sadly, sometimes the watch world can appear like a form of status or pride, ego, um, some kind of a big sense of accomplishment, you know. Um, But for me, it's actually a deep appreciation for the craftsmanship that goes into watchmaking. I um, am quite moved (laughs) by the level of skill and science that goes into creating these these little watches that are hundreds of tiny parts that fit together. Oftentimes, they're, they're handmade parts that all fit together in just the right way that can keep near perfect time. I, I really do think it's this crazy work of art that I have a, an appreciation for. Not only is what's underneath the, uh, you know, a, a timepiece so crazy to me that that you know the simplest um, handmade kind of automatic watch so we're not talking about a watch that has a battery in it but instead a bunch of gears and levers that are keeping time the simplest ones have 130 pieces inside working together in perfect unison to create time and then more complex watches with more complications can have hundreds of parts that have to work together it's pretty remarkable that a craftsman, a craftsman can put that kind of thing together. Now, Keller talks today about well-crafted words, that it takes the skill of a craftsman to correct or persuade a person in a healthy way. And so I just want to talk about a couple of things here. The, the first would be that if we're talking about crafting words that we use like a skilled craftsman, right? Like something that is handmade, that takes years and years of experience and and practice in order to do this well, that perhaps when we think about the way in which we use words in relationship as we use words to move or persuade people, that we might first have an appreciation of the skill required to do this well. There are people who are paid motivational speakers, people who are script writers, people who, um, you know, get paid to do the work of of crafting words. And then there's others that maybe are just friends in your life, people that um, are in your family that are just so good at the words that they use. Appreciate the skill required to do that. And then secondly, maybe take the time to study and break down the concepts into manageable parts that you look at what goes into that kind of craftsmanship study it, break it down, look at it from multiple angles, try to understand it, and then lastly, practice it. 
right? So the reason we have to take the kind of time to do that is if we're going to really look at words um, and, and hold it with that level of reverence and think about what words do to another person, that if we develop it as a craftsman develops their own skill, that we might realize that influencing another person um, takes that level of craftsmanship in the words that we use. So we've got to explore background issues, right? We have to read outside resources. We got to search our own heart, maybe even find scriptures and pray, invite the Holy Spirit. A craftsman has all the tools at their disposal and knows when and how to use them. Why would it be any different for us that you and I might consider as a craftsman, we have all kinds of tools at our disposal and we've got to be really skilled at knowing when and how to use them to maximize the impact in another person's life of the words that we're using. Now, there's a phrase in here that comes out of uh, Proverbs 12:18 that talks about the tongue of the wise brings healing. Just to get really practical on this one, um, I, I have found that if we're really going to consider what it looks like to um, help people heal, to redeem, to build health, to have a foundation to stand on, that the words that we use must be filled with wisdom, right? If this is the goal, if wisdom is the goal, I think that we will be able to use words that are helpful for people. They become life-giving words. Um, we're going to be really intentionally selective with the words that we we use. That's our ultimate goal, right, is that we would help people be healed and restored, um, that's what you want for so many people in your life. You probably want it for yourself, and you know that the right words used at the right time can make such an impact. Well, you know, there's there's some research that has been that has been done over the last several years by an author and a speaker named Brene Brown. She's done a lot um, in this in the in the sphere of shame. She's a shame researcher. And I think that she has given a gift to the church as we learn how to use words that can separate shame from guilt, right? It's a really important difference. In fact, I've I've thought about this a lot, even in my own parenting. Um, again, we're talking about being a good craftsman in the words that we use, and you've got to be really aware of the differences between shame and guilt as we're talking about the words that we use in our relationships, right? So there's a, a real simple way to kind of understand this. That would be um, thinking about mistakes, right? When someone has, if they've made a mistake versus believing that I am a mistake, you can feel the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says I've made a mistake. Shame says you are a mistake. Um, another one might be guilt would say that, man, um, I really failed at that. And shame would say that I am a failure. Or perhaps guilt sounds like, um, you know, we've, we've, some of us have been through this experience where we've fallen out of love, right? And guilt says, man, I just, I fell out of love with that person. And, you know, perhaps I was a big part of that equation. But shame says I am unlovable. There's a really big turn from the behavior to the identity, and so how, do, how does that apply here? Well, when you're thinking about the tongue of the wise brings healing, no one was ever healed. No one was ever shamed into healing. Like you can't shame a person into being restored, into redemption, into reconciliation. Your father, God, never shamed you into salvation. He didn't shame you into a relationship with him. 
But if we're all honest, there are times in our life where we have felt guilty because of our mistakes, our behavior, the things that we have done, and some correction has to happen. And that's okay. That's fine. That's part of discipline. Discipline actually equals freedom. It's a really healthy thing. But we have to help um, help ourselves in the relationships we have by ensuring that we're not using shame as a way to uh, communicate to somebody hoping that it's going to make a positive outcome. No one's going to change if you shame them towards change. But instead, if you're going to point out uh, an area of mistake, a behavior that isn't healthy, um, a pattern that you might see, um, separate out or, or, or find a way to articulate maybe that guilt side of thing rather than the shame side, right? Um, I love that when we talk about the differences between um, uh, shame and the promises of God, both of those things form our identity. Um, when I start to believe that I am a mistake, I am a failure, I am unlovable, um, man, those are really terrible things that become the weeds in our identity. Well, the beautiful thing that we have all throughout Scripture are these promises of God that we are chosen, loved, forgiven, free, we're God's children. I mean, there are so many. The list could go on so, so long of these beautiful promises. Well, as you're thinking about the tongue of the wise bringing healing, um, avoid shame and instead choose these beautiful promises of God that you might be able to speak life into a person by pointing out those promises as you see it in a person. Do you even realize how loved you are, right? And you can you can uh, have a conversation where somebody can start to feel that their identity is solidified on the truths of God word, God's word, not on making the 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 unfair connection between um, making a mistake and believing I am a mistake, right? So let's be people who use wisdom-filled words to bring healing. And oftentimes that requires a real um, craftsman's approach. We have got to sharpen those skills. We have to use all of the tools at our disposal that we might view the words that we use well-crafted, intentional, designed, Make sure that um, if you want to have healthy relationships in every aspect of your life, that you you think about this in your workplace. You think about this in your marriage. You think about this with your roommates or uh, in just in your friendships. You might actually be able to have a uh, um, a reputation of somebody who just has seems to have all the right words. Well, that's wisdom, and that's a craftsman at work. And I would love that for you because you get to be a part of the great work that I believe Jesus did, always having the right words to say, whether it be in a story, in uh, using scripture, or just building up people as they form their identity, understanding who they are in relationship with God. And so I encourage you that you would practice. No craftsman ever accidentally became an expert. Um, They practiced, and this takes time. But if we have time, this is a good way to use it. So let me pray for you as you consider what it would look like to be a craftsman with the words that you use in all of your relationships. God, I'm grateful that um, the promises that we have throughout your scripture are words that build our identity. Now, God, those are well-crafted promises. They're beautifully chosen so that we can be reminded of who we are. And God, we want to be people who can bring healing in all kinds of places in our life. We want to bring healing in all of our relationships, whether that's our, our marriage, with our kids, in our workplace, our neighborhood, our friendships. God, we want to be able to you know, bring healing in all of those places, and we need your wisdom in order to do that. So God, would you help us to do the the fine work of separating out shame versus guilt, but also 
um, filling our tank full of the promises of God so that they are overflowing into all of our conversations. Those beautiful things that you promised to us, allow us to have them at quick access so that we can share them in, uh, in our conversations with people around us. God, I pray that every conversation we have would be an uplifting one that creates a beautiful um, uh, fabric uh, that that uh, is a, a tapestry maybe that get, gets to um, display the love of God that we experience in our life that we get to share with everyone else in our life as well. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.